During Ramadan, there's that time of the month where women tend to feel like they're a bit disconnected because they're unable to pray, unable to fast. They feel like, gosh, there's nothing I can do. I was on this high and I was going good. I was kind of focused. But the minute I can't pray and fast, um, I just kind of feel like, what's the point? A lot of women describe this to me. So subhanAllah, today we're going to give you some suggestions on exactly what you can do to keep things moving, to keep motivated, to keep positive, connected with Allah, connected with your deen, regardless of if you can fast or pray. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. It is almost, almost halfway through Ramadan. It is going so fast. I mean, at least for me, how about you? And, you know, for many women that I've been working with and kind of, um, I've been doing a lot of lives and classes with different groups and a lot of women are really, really impressing me and how hard they're pushing through a lot of their emotions. But there are some times of the month where, especially if we have menstruation, where no matter how hard we try, sometimes we can feel disconnected. We can feel low and kind of like out of the loop. Like I can't fast. I can't pray. I can't even leave my house and go to like, um, a lecture or an event or anything just to lift my spirits. So some women feel a bit down. So today I wanted to address that and just give you guys a couple tips on what I do to make sure that I stay still kind of like spiritually up there and um and I want to give you some maybe tips that you wouldn't normally here they're going to be maybe a little bit off the beaten path because I think there's always like the typical things people tell you oh read Quran or make da and like I know these are still good things to do but I'm going to go a little bit different with these because I think there's a connection that a lot of us are missing by the way, I just wanted to really give a quick shout out to the three amazing Muslim companies that are working with me this week. And they, they really do deserve just uh, a salam and just um, a little shout out. Um, the first one is Crescent Star Creations. Um, they're an awesome company that is doing really great things with like uh, decor and, um, and for the house. And it looks really, really, really professional. And I really want to say that they're doing um, a little giveaway on our Facebook and have a gift for like an Eid, um, like an Eid eat uh, theme type giveaway gift and the other one is once upon timber and they're really cool because they do some like um, like wood carvings but they're very very beautiful elegant and I think she's doing um, a giveaway re- related to like keys and a sign and things on my on my Facebook group too and the other one is there's of a play and she does things for her children and all types of gifts and I really want to say that all three of these companies are really quite amazing because I've seen so many women I don't know about you guys like especially on Instagram this year I have seen so many Muslim owned companies like female companies just spring out of nowhere and they have really amazing things I truly like wish my kids would have had these types of things when they were little and I feel like I'm just so grateful that the next generation has these from our own people and our own companies so may Allah increase them and all of the other Muslim companies out there striving if you're a new listener um, I just want to give you a little heads up on what we talk about we talk about anything related to female Muslim topics like sometimes you know, I'll get to it eventually, by the way, in the podcast, but we're going to need to get to love again before Ramadan is over just a bit because I know people are like, oh, Ramadan's here. So 30 days, like you guys, if there's anything haram I was doing, I got to put it on pause, but like eventually Ramadan's going to end and people might be going back to these situations where their heart is hung up on somebody. By the way, I've done tons of podcasts in the back. If you look back, you scroll back through my episodes. I have love series on how to deal with heartbreak, how to deal with 
you know, like different situations with guys and how to avoid certain situations, how to handle certain situations, how to look for marriage in the halal way. I even have like an entire marriage course that I do with women. And so like, I just want to say there's things that I know we're putting on the back burner, but I know they're going to creep back in before the end of Ramadan. I'm going to do a little something to address them. No worries. But besides that, we do life hacks, parenting. I'm a homeschooler, so I do homeschooling stuff. I even do homeschooling training for women, you know, all different types of things. But in the end, time management is a huge piece. And I've seen a lot of women really, really get get focused on time management this Ramadan, and I cannot tell you a better time to do it, especially with the whole COVID ordeal. So I'm really, really um, looking forward to having you guys. If you're a new listener, welcome, welcome. Um, we do all types of stuff, and 95% of what I put out there is all suggestions from you guys. If you have a comment, question, suggestion for a podcast, please DM me on Instagram at Mindful Muslima. Okay, so we're going to get into the topic of today with menstruation, and I'm really excited to talk about some things that we might not think about. But before I do, just a word. So when you have your menses and you're not able to pray and fast, it can feel like, gosh, what do I do now? Unless that's the most of the ibadah you do, the most worship you do. If that's all you do, then yeah, that feels like you're at a loss. But if there's tons of other things you're doing, then really it feels like that's just one thing that's gone, but you have many other things to do. For example, let me just give you an example for myself in Ramadan. I'll give you an example for even my kids. So for myself, right in Ramadan, let's say I can't pray and I can't fast. Well, I'm already online and I'm doing a course. So I happen to be the instructor of the course. But for example, there are women who are in my course and they're taking a course. So you can take any type of course. There's tons of courses out there. It doesn't have to be like the one that I do. But the point is there's some type of learning or instruction that you're logging on daily or weekly and you're on with other women. In mine, we happen to do lives and the women come on. We do group discussions and group listening and lessons like three times a week. And then they go off on their own and do some stuff and we, and we collect back. But for, you know, other different types of courses out there, you could just log on. I'm sure there's also um, communities. Like, for example, I made a Facebook community for women where we discuss and we go on and we make da'a for one another and we exchange information. And so you could find a community as well. But the point is that unless you're constantly busy, um, then all of a sudden it feels like if you just had fasting going for you, just had praying, then that's it. Another thing, for example, for my kids is I always tell my kids, and I've done this for years with my daughters, the ones before now, they're older and, you know, one of them even has um, kids. And so subhanAllah, what they used to do is they used to take up a new skill. So I'd be like, okay, you're going to do something like memorize Quran or, you know, memorize a new dua and things like this. But, you know, you still have a lot of time in the day. And what could happen is if you have too much time, you could end up on devices or just sleeping or something like that. So I always used to encourage my kids to also connect with themselves, connect with Allah, but also connect with yourself. So, for example, my daughter, one of them, like she used to really be pretty artistic. We have certain things with art that we allow or don't allow them to do. But the point is certain types of expression it could have been like something with um you know exercising or stretching or something with art or something with like crocheting and one of my daughters she used to like to crochet the point is it could be building things like my son he's very into like engineering and so like we used to you know have creative projects for him to do but the point is if you have something that you're doing and you're working on even if it's something personal like a personal project that you want to do like my daughter used to do scrapbooking she used to like to collect even um recipes and make her own like cookbooks but I mean collect them and make her own like whatever it is you can have another thing that you're doing and while you're doing it you can change your intention so this is the thing anything you do in life you can change your intention so I'm just starting off with this like mishmash of like my big point number one here is 
if you have nothing else to do, it feels like a loss. But if you are constantly busy with ibadah, it doesn't feel that big of a loss. So that's my first point. Keeping yourself busy all the time with things other than just fasting and praying. That's not all we do, right? So, um, for example, I have like like a regular course I usually join for Ramadan or I have a regular project where I have a personal project. Like for me, this Ramadan, um, I ended up making it be... Um, something with my kids for myself as a mother but in the past I've done it where it was just me where I had certain things that I wanted to work on maybe it was like some memoirs I was writing or like like I said for my children it was some type of a painting project but the point is have something that allows you to release and and connect with yourself because oftentimes we're just like on devices all the time and there's a lot of void between ourself and our connection with ourself when you were younger maybe you had a deeper connection with yourself but usually as time goes on we get older we have to almost create a special time for it I know it sounds weird but like that's that's the truth so you don't just have to have Islamic stuff you can have personal time but the way you can make it connect with a lot and get deeper is by your niya by your intention so this is the one point i wanted to make here of how i'm able to take that and make it into something my own for example um let's say today i had to go cook and cooking wasn't something i wanted to do but it's something i had to do well if i make niya ya allah give me reward for feeding the fasting people and this and this and this then all of a sudden it becomes Ibadah, all of a sudden it becomes reward. Let's pretend, for example, I had to drive somewhere and I didn't really want to go pick up this thing that I had to pick up for someone, but I had to pick it up because, gosh, you know, they need it. And it's like, to me, it's maybe like not something fun to do or not something I would consider ibadah or worship, but I could turn it into worship by making niya. Ya Allah, count for me this a good deed. It's something I didn't wish to do, but I did it for your sake to keep my promise because I made a promise for someone and I wanted them to be happy. Ya Allah, bring light to their heart, bring ease to their day. I can take the event and turn it into ibadah like for example my kids um you know it was like really rainy and stuff today but I, and I really really didn't want to go out and plant on this particular day but I had kept my promise to my children so what happens is this is not planting is not necessarily a worship yes you could say we're growing for you know whatever you want to say for creation but technically you know it's just it was something I didn't have to do I was going the extra mile with my kids it's something that they were interested in so I made the niyyah to Allah yeah Allah give me a reward that as a mother I'm trying to give my kids their rights and to let them know I love them and I'm doing this for their sake to keep my promise to them that I promised them I would take them outside even though I don't feel so well today to go outside and motivated for that and then you know subhanallah and I make niyyah so I just want to say you can take anything and turn it into ibadah as long as it's halal obviously and so just keep yourself constantly busy so that's the first thing i want to say to you um so that's why like menstruation doesn't really phase me because i'm always busy anyway so that was the first big point i'm going to give you uh, just two other smaller points today and the second one is is kind of connected to what i said in the first one which is constantly look when you are on your menses and you have more strength because you're able to um eat and I know it's weird for women because like when we are finally able to eat we feel all like weird about eating like because we haven't eaten it feels so weird and when you start to eat you're like I can eat yeah force myself to eat because I know I'm able to or maybe you feel weird eating in front of other people but the truth is I know I know there's that transition that is a bit strange but you do have the opportunity to have more strength it's a mercy so there are other people in your house now who are fasting you might get along with some of them and you might not Guess what my suggestion number two is going to be? Look for ways to gain edger, edger, like ways to gain more all this reward and hasanet by helping the people around you who are not 
able to have, you know, the ability to not fast. They have less strength. They're tired. So for example, your mom is fasting, go and help her unload the dishes. Or, you know, um, maybe your husband is, you know, usually has to take the garbage out or something. So you go take the garbage out. Like, do you look for a good deed, make an intention and go and do it. Whatever it is, whether you're married, unmarried, it doesn't really matter. Whatever situation, I'm sure there's people around us. Now, if it was not the COVID situation, I would tell you to go outside and do all types of charity work. I mean, you might still want to go. Um, so I would say that as as a, as a two, as the same thing as number two in helping others and looking for opportunities because you have so much more energy, that is really earnestly what I would be doing because it's really easy to get lazy. Now, you might have cramps and things like that, and I got it, okay, for a day or two. But you don't have it usually the entire time unless you're one of those people have those special situations. I get it. But for the most part, the the reason it's a mercy is because like we don't we don't have to fast, but some people can still move around and do stuff just fine. If you are one of those people, try to go out and do something, even if it's going outside and you know, clearing something in front of the yard that you know needed help with or whatever because you get to drink water and people in your house can or whatever it is, guys. I promise you, if you really have the intention to do something good and it's not just an excuse, you really, really do, you're going to find tons of opportunities all around you. And if you're not sure what to do, ask Allah to help you. Ya Allah, I want to do something good with my time. I don't want to be disconnected to you from you. Give me something to do. So the first thing is always be busy all the time, whether it's menstruation or not, just constantly be busy. Otherwise you can fall into a slump. With COVID, I see a lot of people getting depressed and honest truth, I don't get that way. I'm just being totally honest because I have constantly on the go. I'm connecting with people. I'm moving. I'm doing positive things. I set these things up before Ramadan. So next year, if you can think about it from the beginning, have a project, have something you're enrolled in. Usually if people are, um, if it's a time where it's not COVID, I always tell people to do some type of a project, like sign up for something where you're responsible for something, like in the mosque, like cooking certain days, because it kind of forces you to come out even if you don't want to. And, and it doesn't allow you to get lazy and fall back because a lot of it ends up becoming our own laziness and then we get our emotions get in the way and tear us down. So we can avoid all of that by being busy and constantly renewing our intention and looking for great opportunities. So those are my, my first two things that I'm always doing, to be honest. And uh, the third one is that, you know, I want to just say in terms of something a little bit different in terms of connectivity. Um, we're making it always like we need some physical activity to connect with Allah. I don't want us to underestimate us sitting down and praying to Allah, like really earnestly praying. For example, let's pretend this year has been particularly hard. You just have not been getting along with your parents. Open your hands up, make da'a, and every day work on something towards that. Now let's pretend, for example, you're not getting along with your parents at all. So you can pick up your hands, make da'a to Allah. Ya Allah, help me to find the way to deal with this situation. I'm letting things get to the best of me. It's making me miserable. I want to be better with my parents, but I also do not know how to deal with them and react to them. They're so difficult to deal with. Let's just pretend, right? So then after that, what are you going to do? You're going to do nothing, right? I'm just going to wait for the answer to drop out of the sky. No. Part of ibadah in terms of connecting with, um, you know, real problems that are going on with your life is this is a great opportunity for you to deal with that problem. Go and get a book, read a book, even if it's a page a day or go and watch videos on how to deal with X, Y, Z. Earnestly try 
and I'm sorry guys, we have like the whole internet at our fingertips. Not that everything is correct out there, but you're asking Allah to guide you. Allah will not mislead you if you're earnestly seeking for solutions. This is when the best things have been dropped into my lap. So the first thing I said was you're always, always keeping busy, even outside of menstruation, because then when menstruation comes, you are not phased. Number two, you're constantly looking to take any opportunity in the house and you know just to get good deeds by taking the burden off of other people in the house who are fasting or even if you are able to go outside the house and do a good deed then do that as well but you're always seeking deeds to do like physical deeds because if we just keep everything in our head and in our heart um, sometimes you know it can get really quiet and then we can get lazy or demotivated so I'm saying take that physical self and engage with other people and help them within the house or if you are able to go outside outside the house and the third one is use this time to connect with real problems, real problems that you have. And um, the, the reason I say that is because the point is by the end of Ramadan, we're supposed to be changed. If we've never addressed that issue that we have, I mean, really, what's the point? I'm not saying astaghfirullah, fasting didn't matter or praying didn't matter. I'm saying if we earnestly saying we want to change, we need to be honest about what's going on. So for example, let's say it was the parents thing, then I'm seeking out ways to fix my issues with parents. Let's pretend um, I have a, I had a haram relationship before Ramadan. I'm seeking ways to avoid that haram relationship you know and, and how can I how can I not um, have that continue after Ramadan I realize that's wrong and you're working on that problem if your problem is um, you know not waking up on time then you are earnestly trying every day to fix that problem of you not waking up on time you're maybe getting a cute little planner you're getting your little schedule together you're focusing on like what are my problems maybe my problem is procrastination Maybe as a mother, I'm constantly letting the laundry pile up. I think that's every mother's problem, by the way. <laughs> but just for, in case, I'm just making it up. Like, if you have an like, excessive problem that you realize, and then it's like, then you can't find anything, then everything is all unorganized. Whatever it is, take that problem, the one you've been avoiding. And we've all have one or two of those. And see how you can earnestly fix it. Focus on that. I promise you, those seven days of menses will fly in fixing that problem. And it's just like every day, commit to something. It could be journaling about it. It could be reading about it. It could be researching about it. Don't get lost in the rabbit hole of social media, though, as you're on the internet, because that could happen too, right? Or maybe it's just sitting down and, and writing notes to yourself or list to yourself or talking to Allah with your hands up, begging Allah to help you fix it. The point is... Why do we act like we have nothing to do? There's plenty of things we need to fix about ourselves, And so that's something as well. And the last thing I'll say is that there is something to be said about charity work right now. There is a lot. And I'm talking not about like good deeds, like I said before. I'm talking about literal charity work with problems for people um, overseas and things like that right now. Because of COVID, things are worse than ever for many communities. I mean, I was astaghfirullah, I was scrolling through the news just the other day and I was reading that story from the woman from Kenya. They, it, it ended up getting really big, I think it was on CNN, which is one of the news stations here in the U.S., where they were saying the woman, she was, um, she was cooking rocks, she was cooking stones and water in a pot to let her children think that, they, that she was cooking food for them because she has eight children and she didn't have anything to feed them. And the reason that resonated with me, not just because obviously that's a, a difficult and horrible situation from one mother to another, but because I remember the Sira. I remember the Sira in the story where there was a mother that was doing that. I think it was in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. 
um, and he and he and he asked like about this woman, and this happened under his reign. And so, Subhanallah, um, you know, to hear the story now that you know the mother still she has to pretend she's cooking in a pot and things are boiling when actually there's nothing there to feed her children. And so many of us are like, oh, what am I gonna have for iftar? Oh my gosh, can't wait to get my Starbucks. Can't wait to get my, you know, whatever it is, like my sandwich, my Cheetos, like whatever people are eating these days. And Subhanallah, they get all excited and they have a huge feast in front of them and there's people who are boiling rocks to make sure that their children um, believe that something is cooking until they cry themselves to sleep so I just want to say there is a plenty of things that we can do out there even if it's you're throwing five dollars here or if you have no money to give you're just taking a charity and you're putting it on your Instagram story and you're just like whoever clicked on that like you know you helped to get that message out there it's really important that we understand that this is a time of selflessness this is a time where we stop thinking about ourselves, and in a time of menses it allows us to do that it allows you to say hey you know what you don't have to worry about your belly right now and about being hungry from fasting and about being um you know caught up with the time consumption of praying you can do something outside of yourself so let's see what we could do outside of ourselves during this time and again i think this is a time where we really really can look at it as being a time where we can do something so much more and please please use this time to connect with yourself to connect with allah in an earnest, sincere way. I'm not just talking about reading robotic lines off of a book of du'a. I'm not talking about just like, you know, um, picking up Quran for two minutes and reading it with no heartfelt emotion and putting it down and be like, yeah, oh, sorry, astaghfirullah, you're not doing that with your menses, but you know what I mean, like from your phone, I'm sorry. But, you know, like subhanAllah, at the end of the day, listening to Quran is allowed, obviously. Uh, reciting, you know, from your own mouth is allowed. Picking up the book of the Quran, obviously not. But the point is, we should be thinking what could I do that is real and sincere with ikhlas not something that is robotic and so I, I challenge you like I challenged myself many many years and this year as well what can you do with your time there is so much are we perfect beings absolutely not I dare not say I'm anything close to perfect and I have tons more to learn. People come to me all the time. Oh my gosh, you know this, you know so much. I know nothing. Islam is an ocean and there's so much that we owe so many people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the good that he gives us. So my last message to you guys is please, please consider this. Keep yourself busy and be looking for ways to, to, to um, you know, give ajr to others lift the burden of others who are fasting think of ways to number three connect with yourself in terms of what are your real problems let's use those days to actually focus on fixing them let's get real about them and then lastly think about what you can do in terms of charity there's so much need out there right now guys may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know bring ease to the Muslim community all over the world and to those who are hungry and those who are in warring situations. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring ease to, to all of our hearts where we can connect with him and to put our guard down and actually open up and embrace this deen and embrace the best way of life that has ever been given to humanity. Love you guys for the sake of Allah. I will talk to you on Friday. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.